and the rubber chicken says. <laughs> oh, I have it on good authority that we are skipping spring this year and going straight to summer. And by authority, I mean me, but what do I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. Oh, boy. Yes, we are going to probably skip spring. We may even skip summer. We may go right back into fall. We could stay in fall. But we've got to get on with Rantcast number 81, entitled Happy Mother's Day. Yes, sir, Bob, and a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I would say that to my mother. I called her today, and uh, she literally uh, dismissed it within t- 10 seconds, <laughs> and we moved right on. She is not a believer in Mother's Day. She thinks it's bullshit. Uh, she has believed this for quite a long time. She has told me it many times, uh, uh, even when much younger than she is now, way, way much younger, you know, I'm not, I don't need this Mother Day's crap. We don't need to go to have a meal. We don't need to do that. There are too many people there. Uh, and, and to her, Mother's Day is, every day is Mother's Day, which um, if uh, you're a, a child of someone who, who believes every day is Mother's Day, it's exhausting. It's completely exhausting. Could be uh, crippling to many, but uh, certainly exhausting. I want to wish you all, you've, uh, all you uh, moms out there, uh, and especially over the past two years, uh, what you've had to go through is beyond belief. Um, and so uh, I, I hope you have a good one, and that it, uh, it, it I hope it, it was a good one. And, uh, you know, in, in that in the, the kids behave themselves and acted like human beings because a lot of them can act like, and I won't even go in. I won't even say it. I won't even say it. I, but uh, it, it's been another, uh, you know, ridiculous week uh, as we continue to marvel at our uh, uh, ability to really put, uh, continue to put pressure on ourselves and our lives. Uh, we, we are relentless in this. The news media makes absolutely sure of it as they continue discussions that uh, just of, of what ifs. What if? What if the, the, uh, the asteroid that's 12 billion miles from here hits the Earth? What will it mean to us? Let's go to booty batatas in, in, in uh, Cairo. Are you shitting me? Every fucking station now has got to go. We, gotta, we, we don't have a new... We, I, 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 there's just no real sense of uh, something happening immediately unless it's in uh, the Ukraine. Uh, but everything else is what it means. What, this, what does this mean? And, uh, you know, and it's, it, it, it becomes, a, you know, the, the only way in which they seem to be able to maintain some form a fucking audience in terms of news is to continue to just uh, rattle our cage, you know, and uh, and to basically, uh, uh, you know, run it in terms of the fact that uh, there is danger out there, danger is coming, we don't know, it'll come from either side, you really keep your head, uh, you know, keep alert, please watch out, we don't really know which way we're going to go, but you better be ready for both ways. Who the fuck wants to live like that? Just try to find some fucking facts. Why don't you do that on a daily basis? And how many times do I got to repeat that? And then, of course, they've always said, and it's probably true, if you had, a, if you had a, 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 you know, any kind of news media that just gave us facts, nobody paid attention anyway. And then, of course, I just read something about some group that is just the next group of, uh, and, I'm, I, it, and I literally just came across it, and once I read about them, I went, I skipped, I didn't go on, I didn't sit there and hold on to it and read it to you, but there's a new group that apparently is, you know, they are the most 
Um, you know, they, they're the most centrist of all of them. And, and it turns out, so then somebody does an analysis of that, who is also someone who says in terms of, well, I might be working for this other group. So there, the person who's analyzing isn't even an objective person and saying that they're not as, these people aren't as objective as they are. I still will say this again. I think that the weak is at least gives you a shot at it um, by picking and uh, taking out this side and that side from, you know, what are essentially at one time, who knows if they are any more reputable news sources. And that's the little nugget I'm passing on today. We went through the um, Dave Chappelle thing. And that was another real good uh, crossing of the Rubicon into fucking nonsense, huh? Yes, sir, Bob, that's it. It really needed, you know, once again, uh, you know, where, where was, uh, how is there no security, no security paying attention, no one? Um, you know, I, it's, it, that's the, the front row, is the, that's the easiest part, Okay. That's the easiest fucking part. You have somebody there, especially for someone of, of Chappelle's stature, for Christ's sake, and and uh, celebrity. You have people standing here who fucking are paying attention. Nobody. So this guy who literally is, you know, uh, you know, has some sort of apparently mental issues. Someone with mental issues can get by. The person who is hired to stop the person who has the mental issues. What does he need to wear this silver foil on his fucking head? So, um, and, and the thing that I realized uh, watching that, and uh, you know, in, in terms of what was happening with them, um, you know, what happened with uh, you know Chris Rock. I, I uh, I've said this time and again, and, and even as it's kind of shrunk even more, I on the list of celebrities. I am very low on that totem pole, okay? Um, uh, you know, re- really, literally. There are some cartoon characters uh, who have uh, certainly, and a lot of them have more celebrity than I do, and, and it's not something I've ever really been jealous of because it's, it's enough celebrity that it's fun. It's really, it's been really great because you go into a place, there's just enough people around in any town who kind of know who you are, and uh, and wave and may have you have a sh- short chat with, um, and it gives you a freedom that you know po- you know people like uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck or Dave Chappelle or um, the the folks you know uh, who really have uh, you know or you know in that Ryan Reynolds they're right in your face twenty four you know you know that those celebrities really kind of have to deal with. You know, sometimes a level of madness of being. I don't. Nobody. <laughs> there's hardly anyone comes up. The only the only time it really is uh, where it really has been bothersome, and during this pandemic, I actually my what they call TBQ went probably down. It's probably actually gone down and will come back the other way as negative TBQ. But it's still uh, no one as a result. I believe. Uh, is going to attack me. It t- it takes someone who's who's apparently uh, mentally ill on a different level. I mean, they've got to be getting transmissions from uh, from outer space or believe that they are to kind of come at me. Okay, because uh, anyone who does realizes, uh, you know, you you attack Lewis Black, what you're going to end up on page five if you're lucky. Um, you know, after uh, after you know, something to the effect of the uh, 
the local water commission met on uh, sewage problems. That'll be the first three quarters of page five. And then at the bottom, it'll say uh, comic whose name we can't remember uh, attacked by. And then they'll name the person who attacked me. And they were uh, and carrying uh, an unloaded gun. Uh, probably no, probably that actually will probably be the headline. You know, uh, the type of gun that was being carried. And I'd list, I'd say the type of gun, but I, I, I don't really, uh, I don't know types of guns because um, that's not something I ever studied, okay? So that would be the headline. This is the type of gun used to attack the comic whose name that we don't know. And the, they would have bought bullets for the gun, but even the person who was attacking the comic didn't know the name of the gun. Huh? How about that? And that's where we are, really. Um, in terms of that, so I've, I've got to say, you know, I, I don't worry about it. Uh, I, and I've, I've been in enough situations in which you kind of have security is never really great. They don't pay attention. They don't, they're not paying attention to the hecklers. I mean, that's what I get here, uh, from time to time. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, my new special will be talking a little bit about this. So I'm going to save it for that. It's a move on to... Uh, uh, the J.D. Bands, I guess, uh, one in Ohio, and that's another big deal. Uh, God, that, the stations just went nuts. MSNBC actually burnt down two studios in response. They said, holy God, J.D. Bands is one. Uh, that may mean something awful. And so in order to the fact that uh, we're going to anticipate how just bad it is, we will now burn down a studio that we have out in uh, Queens. It, you know, it's, so they're, they're, they all flipped out. Because uh, basically, uh, and it would be interesting to see, I don't know if, um, and it was a large Republican, they go, oh, so big Republicans, a lot of Republicans came out, very large, more than came out for the Democrats. Well, there's a reason for that, okay? It's because uh, I believe uh, there were a number of people who were running, and uh, they, you know, and um, there's a, a, a lot more investment. On the Republican side, the the on the other side, I don't think the Democrats were really uh, as invested in terms of that. It was not as big an election there, um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, who wins. But it's I'm fed up with the fact that they continue to, um, you know, they said, well, you know, you could see Donald Trump's influence on this. Well, yeah, you can because it's the Republicans. So how many of the people? who are actually in Ohio, are influenced by Donald Trump, and how many of the people in Ohio are Republican, and how many are independent, and how many are, uh, are Democrats. And don't make me look up the fucking stuff. It's, the information's supposed to be on the fucking news. And, and uh, we should have all heard that, and we didn't. So, so, but basically, this is massive to many people. Massive that he won. Massive. Fuck you, massive. We don't know because we don't know the percentages that we're talking about. Okay, and it's it, it constantly uh, uh, the, the, the there is uh, appears to be um, rule by minority, and a lot of it has to do with by t- making the minority more important than they are. They're not that. They're you know you can't do that. Okay, you can be critical of them. You can uh, you can praise them. You can do whatever you want. You can't make them bigger than they are. You cannot say because. Uh, He's, you know, Foghorn fucking Leghorn, and we've got uh, Peppy Le- Squeaky Boy, 
Okay, so that because of Boghorn Leghorn, that's a bigger, uh, that makes it more of a majority because of the, you know, uses the microphone better, steps up closer to it, blurts it out. But even he doesn't even have what he used to have before. So shut the fuck up. I'm tired of this guy. And and J.D. Vance had written Hillbilly Elegy and now is like locked in. It's enough to, it's, it's like a fever dream. And then there's a leak from the Supreme Court just to top off the week. The cherry on the cake, the fucking unbe-fucking-leavable. And then you have to have an argument over uh, what this means. Well, what it mean, you know, which side did it? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a holy fuck shit which side did it? Okay? Doesn't fucking matter in the end. You know, until you know who it is, don't discuss it. Shut the fuck up and take your conjecture and, and shove it up your ass. Because it doesn't help on any level. And it's wasted time. I'm pointing to a TV set. It's wasted fucking time. They discuss it. They discuss it. You know what? It shouldn't happen. Okay? So it's another thing. You go, fuck. Things weren't tough enough. Now we got to fucking have A, the leak, which is wrong. And is it, it really uh, it puts a tension uh, un, an, another unnecessary fucking tension, top with the fact that the, what the leak was was devastating in terms of what the leak said in terms of what would happen to Roe versus Wade. So you add that to it. And we don't know, and we don't know, and we don't know if that's the final one. Now we got to worry about whether that influenced stuff or no. Okay? It will go one way or the other. Everybody thinks they know which way it's going to go. I don't. You know why? Because I'm more comfortable that way. It is easier for me to deal with reality when the reality has... I can't fucking decide that this is what it is. Okay? I can't believe that Alito's... I'd be hard-pressed to believe what Alito wrote there outside of expressing his own bilge. Okay? Okay, in his own nonsense, that that's uh, that 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 will be in what will be the final thing that is written. Okay. I mean, what it is is an interesting insight into the look, in the way in which these this judgment may come down. That possibly. But to think that those that the people that were um, asked if uh, if 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 they would keep Roe versus Wade in place, and they seem to respond as if they would, and if they don't, then you can yell about it. Can't yell about it until it happens, guys. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. I think it's a waste of fucking time. And God knows what it does to them, because we're not dealing with, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, they've got law degrees, but that doesn't, that, in the course of my lifetime, a law degree becomes more and more meaningless by the minute in terms of the intelligence factor. Ted Cruz has a law degree. Ted Cruz has a law degree. That's it. I rest my case. So um, that, that's, that uh, we'll see the way it goes. And, and when it goes that, whatever way, you know, which, whatever way it goes, then I will, then I will unleash on a level that is unbelievable. And, and the thing that makes it all the more maddening is because I've never done a joke about it. Well, I did do a joke, and if they bring it back, I'll do that joke again. And then people will yell about the joke, just as they did when I first did the joke. And I'm keeping that joke to myself. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I keep it to myself until it's time to really let it go, if there's a reason to let it go. But I do know that um, if uh, I've got a lot to say when... Uh, if it goes the other way, look, the, you know, when you say the word abortion, uh, 
which I've done on stage, it, it is kind of the, the closest I came to a joke, was watching, saying that word, and watching the entire room as their, literally, their anuses tightened up. Okay? It's, it's fucking unnerving. It's, it's the most incendiary issue that I know of in, in my lifetime. And, uh, and, to, and to kind of deal with this without any factual information is just as incendiary. And, um, and I hope that we, uh, we, we uh, honor the, and I mean this, I hope we honor the, uh, Roe versus Wade uh, because it's, uh, it's, it's 50 years now. And there are a hundred and fucking reasons I can sit here and list why. But in, in terms of what you'll be hearing today, on, uh, and probably uh, the next one that I do, will be the, I will let the women speak about it, because they're the ones who are affected most by it. Uh, I, my, uh, my reproductive equipment is certainly uh, not doing as well as I, th- you know, I thought it would be at this age. And, uh, and I'm also someone who does not believe men. And I think, you know, you know what else? If, if they do strike down Roe versus Wade, then strike down the fact that men over the age of 65 can, uh, or 60, fuck it, 60, can have children. Okay, why don't you do that too while we're at it? So that we can be assured of the fact that many of the kids aren't born with helmets on. And I don't want to hear something about that, okay? Don't write in and go, <laughs> it's a stupid joke that I didn't deliver as a joke because I mean it. Okay, you're going to take away that right, then take away the rights of men in terms of boy. I'm going to have a kid when I'm 60. Fuck you, boy. Oh boy, there is something so. Uh, that is uh, that, that, that. I'm looking for a word. I'm not going to find it. It's arrogance. That's what it is. It's arrogant. All right. I think that the only way that men over the age of 60, because you, then by the time the child is 16, uh, the, the man's 76, and yes, they're in better shape, but a child is supposed to watch, the, is supposed to grow old with their father, not watch their father grow toward death. All right? So enough is enough with that. If someone, if they, if they strike the uh, Roe versus Wade down, I believe that the 60-year-old can have children if their eggs laid on the beach. And if they see turtle eggs on the beach, they can inseminate those. And they can father a turtle egg. Huh? What about that? And then when the turtle comes out, the turtle will actually appear to be a, the age that the, uh, the father is. So that's pretty good. And that's my solution. And I think that's pretty solid, considering I didn't have a thought until then. Um, I'm going to finish now with uh, something that really needs to be read and to show where we are in terms of our leadership. Uh, and that's really, and because it, 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 of all of the things that have to be done, is fucking get people out to vote for what you want it put in. That's it. It's that simple. Everything else is nonsense. Everything else is noise. You want to get something done, that's what we have to do. All right? On whatever side you are, I don't give a shit. That's how you get it done. And, and stop picking these people who fucking won't work together. And I fucking mean that. Stop it. You at least you vote for someone who's going to at least make the attempt to cross the aisle because we're going nowhere, and enough's enough. And this is the kind of shit that uh, is coming out of people's mouths. This is a Tennessee Republican state senator, and from my uh, the state that my good friend Kathleen Madigan is living in, Tennessee, just continues to roll out with some of the some you know outside of uh, 
they're kind of in fourth, fifth place maybe uh, at times in terms of some of the shit that I've been reading coming out of there. But the, the Tennessee Republican State Senator Frank Nicely, great name, cited Adolf Hitler's proof that homelessness isn't a dead end, claiming the genocidal leader lived on the, street, on the streets but went to lead a life that got him into history books. Um, <laughs> he's the proof that homelessness isn't a dead end. Uh, Hitler being homeless. I, I, I don't know where that started in his brain. I don't know how it got. How did it get to his mouth? How did it get to his mouth? Think about it. Where was his brain? Where was his brain? Granted, he had the thought, and then where did his brain go? Because usually what our brains do, and and, and I, even myself, will, after I'm finished with this, think, holy fuck, what did I say? And, and, And where was my brain? But this, I said nothing like this. This is really beyond belief. That Hitler is the, is really some reason to uh, to think that homelessness <laughs> is a good thing. I mean, didn't his brain go stop, stop, emergency, emergency? Shut your lips, shut your lips now, shut your lips now. Nope. Well, Frank, nicely. I hope um, it'll be interesting to see if they vote for him again, won't it? You know, maybe the homeless will flock there. Maybe they'll flock to his district and say, "You're right." God, homelessness is just a great thing. It's not a dead end. Thank God for Hitler. Holy fuck. I mean, it's, I, this, is, this is something that you would write in a book, a satiric book. This is when reality has out, far outstripped the ability to satirize it. God damn it. I can't even think of this kind of shit. And even the, some of the greatest shit that's been thought of recently is great satire. doesn't come close to what we're watching in reality. And that's, but I do know that uh, what's really rolling along well are the, uh, are the, are the, are the, um, the rants that I'm getting. And uh, uh, they still, if you can, try to start editing them, guys. Uh, I, I hate to edit for you, okay? And, um, you know, cut to the chase. You were, and uh, they're getting better and better. Um, we're going to be continuing to give out these prizes. We'll have another one this week uh, for uh, from the Jasper Hills Farm, the the great cheese maker that is uh, uh, joined with me in terms of uh, uh, you know kind of uh, you know honoring uh, those of you who send in a great rant. You'll be getting a subscription to those cheeses, and then you will go fuck. I'm addicted to these cheeses. Look at what he's done to me, and then you'll file suit. Okay, go ahead. Thanks. I'm just trying to help. And so's the so's the farm. And you're already thinking of filing suit? No, well, I won't have it. Maybe I'm okay. I'll I'm going to give it out this week. But really enjoy those cheeses. They are really something special. Enjoy the rants. Um, have a lovely Mother's Day. And uh, I will be back again. I won't be back next week. I'm going to, it gives up, we are shooting uh, the special on Sunday, and after that I'm going to need time off to weep about the fact that the special didn't come out the way I wanted. Because I'm a little hypercritical now of myself, as most of us are. And, uh, but um, it'll be a lot of fun, we'll be at, uh, and I'm going to repeat it again, for those of you out there who were around, uh, in Huntington, Long Island at the Paramount Theater. A really great venue, and I hope you can join us. Take care of yourselves. 
and take care of each other. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. We're in Richmond, Virginia at the beautiful Carpenter Theater, by the way. And, uh, it's, it's always nice to be back. I spent a lot of time in, uh, when I went to school in uh, the University of North Carolina, I came through Richmond a lot. And, uh, uh, I was able to, uh, uh, yeah, and I was able to uh, ride through, uh, through the area that uh, Jerry Falwell, where it was just a small church and one, and one bus. And year after year after year, it just grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And I thought, holy fuck, something's coming our way. <laughs> So um, uh, we've had a, we had a great evening. I'm going to get right to this because there's a bunch of really great stuff here. And uh, this is Jamie Davis. Welcome to Richmond, Richmond, Virginia, where we where we proudly display our second place finishes on Monument Avenue. <laughs> this is from Chris Luff. We met actually back. He points out it. Uh, backstage at Duke University. Um, uh, he said there are only two problems with living in Richmond, Virginia. Number one, you're surrounded by fans of the Washington Shithouses football team. <laughs> I understand that. I fully do. Okay? You're lucky you maybe came from somewhere else, fucker. But I'm stuck with them. That's what I got. That's what God gave me in this veil of tears. <laughs> Number two, they took down that fucking statue fucking of fucking that fucking Jefferson fucking Davis fucking fuck. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> it's been two years since I have kept, the holy, kept holy the Sabbath day. But when we moved back to Richmond two years ago, I vowed to recommit myself to sacred ritual, to the sacred ritual. I made plans to visit the statue of Confederate President Jefferson Davis every weekend to decorate him in a wig and rainbow dress. <laughs> you can imagine my surprise when I arrived to the uplifting news that the statues went down. The only downside is they spoiled my plan to honor the legacy of that racist fuck. <laughs> and the bigot daughter, Confederate daughters and Klansmen who put them there, as Jefferson Davis would have wanted, with a drag show. Hopefully it would have made some Trump signs and Confederate flags spontaneously combust out in Goochland County. <laughs> I suppose you know the classy names around town. Goochland, Poe White, Tuckahoe, Shaco. Oh, man, it is. I saw that the other day, Shaco, the other day. I couldn't laugh. I was just going, wow. <laughs> anyway, when they talk about states' rights, ask one question. What right? The answer is undeniable, the right to own black slaves. Thought I would mention this since we're in sight of where J.D. D. did his own drag show. And then he, you go on to say something, Chris. I'm, I'm only reading two of them because I don't understand the third one. And you'll have to write me and tell me what the fuck, because I'm not going to read it. It makes no sense. Uh, I, I, may, I may have missed something. There are lots of women here tonight and probably also lots of nurses. And like many people who are both a woman and a nurse, this includes my lovely wife. And it's been heartbreaking. It's been a heartbreaking several years for her and her colleagues. And sadly, this week may be the worst yet. I want to finish with these tips for the future that I learned for her. One, pay your nurses more. Two, 
<laughs> and the rest of you, fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> take, take, they're not getting the money. The money's going to Pfizer. Uh, two, take care of somebody else, not just yourself. Thank you, Chris. This is from B.J. Terry, and I hope your wife feels better. Um, but he's not here tonight, but he said, uh, let me welcome you to our fucking Looney Tunes city. I, I don't say it just because our roads suck or traffic is atrocious. No, the special fucking nutso shit is first. Our city can't agree to spend the money allotted for updating and building new schools, but spent enormous amounts of money to finance convincing the voters to approve a fucking casino that was eventually voted down. <laughs> Once a week, there are four to six people who march and wave Confederate flags up and down the sidewalk in front of, and I shit you not, the Virginia Fine Arts Museum, <laughs> which is on Arthur Ashe Avenue <laughs> Boulevard. Who the fuck are they going to convert at that location? <laughs> Also still debating what to do after a month of riots. Over a year ago, about and eventually removing Confederate monuments from Monument Avenue. Now one side wants to put up new monuments but can't agree on who or what they should be and another side wants to wait till 2040 and hopes and prays future generations can actually work out a solution but continue to call it Monument Avenue with two monuments remaining where one is Arthur Ashe and that is nowhere near Arthur Ashe Boulevard. The city operates by huge fucking knee-jerk reactions. The mayor makes decisions as if his ass is permanently attached to a kite. <laughs> well, the other side waits and does its best fucking Benjamin Franklin impression, hoping he gets hit by lightning while they hold the key on the string. I think there's a disease that only attacks politicians, both local and federal, that attacks the part of the brain that gives the ability to use reason and gives them Alzheimer's, which affects that their fucking ability to actually communicate between each other. And they will just spout off all their own crazy shit, even if it's slightly based in reality or if it's all just fucking imaginary. Whew, deep breath. Whew, okay. <laughs> Sorry I missed you. Thanks for coming. Hope I didn't hope I didn't scare you from coming back. <laughs> no, I travel all over the country, so no, everybody's fucking buying for position of who's the most fucked up. And you gave it a shot. Thanks, BJ. And this is Elaine Honeycutt. I'm a high school teacher and these teenagers should put down their game consoles, leave the safety of their caves, go out and make terrible decisions like the rest of us did. <laughs> it's called learning. If you reach the age of 20 and have never snuck out to a concert on a weeknight, been locked out of your house after curfew, or had a badly fake sobriety in front of someone who knew you were faking, what are you even doing here? <laughs> KG Jones, there's a lot of people who disagree with this KG, but I, I, I work at a brewery, I get it, that has, I work at a brewery that has its own theme park here in Virginia. And for a person who doesn't like beer, it, I, I'm looked at like a leper when it's offered to me. Now at times I feel like in high school being peer pressured to have a beer. And some are okay, but not every fucking day! I get along great with my midnight crew, but damn, 
when I'm making beer all day, I don't really have a taste for it at the end of my shift. Crown Royal? Absolutely. <laughs> David Garza, I work with a bunch of idiots who couldn't find their ass if they were sitting on it. This is Ron, this is really Ron Fleet. <laughs> Having been a drug-using hippie during the summer of love and now being 70, I have a very liberal attitude toward the coming out of all the LGBTQ youngsters of our current era. But I was blindsided by my two liberal arts degree grandchildren, previously granddaughters, who were now militantly non-binary. My discomfort does not come from their sexual identity nor their sexual choices. Any sexual combinations they can conceive of, I probably did over a half a century ago. But for the life of me, calling them, them, when speaking of just one of them, is too hard for my old brain to handle. <laughs> but trying to be a accepting grandfathers, I refer to them as, this is really, this is where we, we go off the, the, the skids here, but I, I refer to them as thing one. <laughs> and thing two. Now they don't talk to me. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Wow. All right, this I don't get. I'm going to say this. This could be, I have no idea. Can you please say I-P-D-E on stage? Please, please, please. It would be so funny. Well, nobody gets it. Okay, fuck you. I'm not going any further. No. No, you blew it. It's not an inappropriate joke. It's very harmless. It's so harmless there was no reaction. It's just a funny little thing. I would laugh for hours if you said I-P-D-E on stage. Well... Uh, please send uh, everyone in the room a recording of that laugh. <laughs> I was asking everybody. I said, fuck, it would be great to find out what this is. And maybe if I come out and say, because a lot of the times I'll read something and I don't really know what's going on in the town. And uh, now you're going to ruin it for the next person. <laughs> IPDE. Jesus Christ. We got completely fucked. Jeff said we were going to get fucked. He's got more of an instinct for this. Uh, this is Avery Gibson. When people get your name wrong at work, like some American psycho shit. Hey, my, hey, my name is Avery. Oh, hey, Adrian. I mean, what the fuck, man? <laughs> when, Wesley Ort Giesen, Ort Giesen, what led you to start cursing? Ooh, everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. And my mother and, uh, really uh, taught me. That's really where I got it. We would watch... The, the news, and it was, it was like off to, God damn it, what the fuck do these people, okay. <laughs> it was during the Vietnam War, and she was pissed. Uh, this is phenomenal. KG Jones? Where are you, KG? Where? You're there? That's it? Okay, I got something for you. So, sorry to tell you, Lewis, but my wife is not a fan. I bought these spectacular seating tickets months ago, and at 6.15, she wasn't ready to go. Didn't have a sitter for our daughter. She said she would handle it. 
and wasn't napping till six. I gave her a kiss goodbye as she was talking to someone about watching her and walked out the door. <laughs> and, and made my trip to Richmond. Was I wrong for just leaving? Fuck no! You're worth being on time for. So, uh, KG, I, I rarely do this, but I think you deserve this anger. <laughs> I read that twice backstage and couldn't stop laughing. It's so great. You kind of go through this and then, fuck no! Yeah, I hope we see you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, these, uh, we'll end with this, only because it's such a, a really, it's so smart. Uh, this is Jordan Beck. Um, and b before I finish, let me just thank everybody who wrote in. It's, it, it, the stuff you guys write is terrific, and I love reading it. And, uh, I'll be... Two nights in Washington, if, if they don't come up with shit, I'll read some of the stuff that I put away. And, uh, and then I'll be in uh, Greensburg, Pennsylvania, for those of you who are out there, so send those rants in. Uh, and this is Jordan Beck. I'm sick and tired of companies that are able to comfortably ride the success of the past and keep modern consumers locked in a world of complacency with a product that no longer lives up to its promises. Is there an industry that lives off of brand recognition, childhood dreams, and rampant media disinformation than producers of butterfly nets? <laughs> Think, have you ever seen a small white boy swinging at bugs in a meadow? No. More lies by the big net industry. <laughs> They consistently appear in movies and shows wet when I show up to the park with my plastic piece of shit. I leave home without dinner once again. Where is the innovation? You know, what is easier than catching a six-inch, paper-thin, nimble set of wings? Picking up a fucking caterpillar. We need to stop giving so much airtime to antiquated hobby that refuses to grow. Show me the innovation. Because if I have to see another plate-sized net peddled off to starry-eyed kids only to catch dust in the garage, I'm going to shove it down the throat of a toy salesman. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Thank you all. Take care of each other, please. Thank you, Richmond. A pleasure. We are, as Jeff said, coming to you live from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and we are at the Palace Theater. For those of you who haven't been here, um, finding it is going to be interesting. Have fun. <laughs> there are a lot of hills. You get to walk up those hills if you want. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think there'd be something at the top of the hill. I go, holy fuck. That's why I walked to the top of the hill. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a, it's a quaint little village, which has a remarkable... Um, and uh, it, it really does a, a number of performances here. And apparently there's a reason people live here. And I've, and I've never, 
I have really never had the opportunity to stay here. We come in, we do the show, and then we get the fuck out of here. But I know that something's going on because there's always fuckers showing up. So, uh, and someday I'll, someday I will stay for the and, and see what is the magic that is Greensburg. I know for a fact the people are terrific. So that really is a step. So let's roll. It's Melissa Tribovich. I live in Pittsburgh and really wanted to come to see you in Greensburg, but couldn't because of mom guilt. Uh, what is mom guilt, you might ask? The fucking worst kind of guilt in the world. See, May 8th is Mother's Day, and instead of being selfish and seeing one of my favorite comics on a day celebrating me as a mother, my fucking mom guilt stepped in and made me feel like shit for even thinking of not spending the day with my children and the mothers in my family. Mom guilt also keeps me from enjoying 100% of anything I do without my kids. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, I have Jewish guilt, but that is cray-cray. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, I love my kids, but if I take an hour for myself, that fucking mom guilt creeps in like the devil on the shoulder telling me, you could be playing hide-and-go-seek or playing pretend. How dare you take time for yourself? Wow. Gosh, fucking damn it. My mom warned me of this, and here it is, twice as bad now with two kids. I'm hoping to talk to someone, please do, so I can get rid of this fucking mom guilt bitch so I can see you in person the next time you come around. Until then, I'll wait for your next Rantcast episode to come out and listen after the kids go to bed. <laughs> now, Melissa, I hope you do get the opportunity. Um, I think by the time those kids are old enough, I'll be 104. And, uh, and I did neglect Happy Mother's Day to all of you who are mothers. And, um, and, and, I, and, and, and really nice of the rest of you to fucking applaud. Seriously, for those of you watching around the world, uh, I take back what I said about how wonderful these people are. They're not. They're mean-spirited pricks. They really don't like, some of them just don't like their mothers. You heard it. There was about a third of the people here applauded. The others went, no. <laughs> this is from Sam Rose. This week, I'm sick of pretending to be excited for Mother's Day. The two things every mother wants for Mother's Day is a clean house and to be left the fuck alone. I don't want breakfast. I don't want plants. And I don't want another coffee mug. Just ignore me. Let me be invisible for an entire day. I'm a ghost now, okay? There is, who left the laundry on the chair? Certainly not mom. There is no more mom, not today. Let me fade into the shadows where Legos and school projects do not exist. Maxine Cullen, who's here tonight, please make me laugh tonight. I'm a teacher, and tomorrow morning I have to head into a classroom with 24 second graders that will be painting a picture of a bird. <laughs> and I know one of those little fuckers are going to paint a picture of a middle finger. <laughs> uh, 
This is Kay Burton. She needed to get this off her chest. So I work at a Fortune 500 company. A lot of work, a lot of stress, but a lot of reward. I love my job, except for my coworker, Brian. He's a misogynistic, toxically male, Trump-humping, right-wing nutjob. He constantly talks over me, takes credit for my work, and is generally a prick. I have no idea how some poor woman married this moron and bore him two children. I feel bad for those poor kids. So if that fat, lazy fuck Brian is listening to this, I hate your fucking guts. <laughs> and hope management realizes I'm doing all your work so I never have to see your stupid fat face again. All my love, K. That is really one of the first times I've had just a direct go fuck yourself to another human being. Usually it's to somebody who's actually in the audience, but that's, that's just like, that's really funny. This is uh, John Swanson. We have a candidate for governor here in Pennsylvania, Charlie Girau, is that how you pronounce it? Or Giroux, who is campaigning on getting X-rated books out of libraries. Oh, boy. I'm a school librarian, and I haven't even purchased any X-rated books yet. Damn it. <laughs> Mary Hackinson, I've been working as a preschool teacher for about three years now. I can't believe I survived that fucking long. I don't know what's fucking worse, those fucking kids or their fucking parents. Jesus fucking Christ, every fucking day, it's something different. Jimmy pushed me, Timmy hit me, Michelle is being mean to me. Uh-huh, you get the fucking idea. I'm about to give each and every one of those fucking pricks a two-by-four so they can run around outside and hit each other with the fucking piece of lumber. <laughs> so I can sit back. So I can sit back and fucking relax while taking a sip of Captain Morgan or Jack Daniels out of my flask that I have in my car. <laughs> and the fucking parents, oh fucking boy, most of them are real fucking pieces of shit. Little Susie is running a fever so she has to come to fucking daycare. Fuck no! Keep your fucking kid home. If you're off, Keep your fucking kids home. Running errands? Take your fucking kids with you. I don't feel like dealing with your fucking kids at work while you're out doing nothing at all. I should be getting a hun paid $100 an hour to deal with those fucking pricks and their fucking parents. Holy shit, where's my Captain Morgan? God damn it. Wow, this one is, this one's pretty intense and I thought it deserved to be read. Um, and it's about Mother's Day. Uh, Diana Nelson, well, we just heard the news that Roe versus Wade will probably be overturned by the elitist sperm donations that should have ended existence in the bottom of a tube sock. <laughs> uh, yep, I told you, instead of becoming SCOTUS justices. And just in time for Mother's Day. Now that's a supremely twisted gift of irony. These people are not pro-life. Almost 50 years ago, I found myself in the non-too-enviable position of having to decide whether to pursue my own dreams or jettison them to support the sacred life of the fetus who had invaded my body. Why had my life been appropriated by an unknown entity? 
because I was overwhelmed by the teenage hormones that drove me to breed. Yes, I had SEX and had to be punished. So like a good girl gone bad, I bit the bullet and not only kept the pregnancy, but actually married the sperm donor to avoid bringing disastrous shame to myself and my family. I watched my dreams fly out the window like an escaped parrot with an M80 shoved up its ass. <laughs> oh, the nobility of it all. After five years of marriage to that psychotic, cocksucking motherfucker, I became what I already was, a single mother. So I went back to school and tried to find a new dream. After crippling myself with the debt I shan't outlive, I was not a whit closer to fulfillment than I was before I married the aforementioned bozo. Now don't get me wrong, Lewis, I love my offspring, but God fucking damn it, why in the holy name of Krispy Kreme Christ can't that product of love offspring acknowledge me on Mother's Day? I'm not asking for flowers or presents, just a cheap-ass card from the dollar store would do. Or if you don't have a stamp, a fucking phone call would do. I give up my future so you could have life, and now you can't even call me on holidays? Give me an ever-loving motherfucking break. How about this? Instead of mourning the lost lives of aborted fetuses, mourn the lost lives and dreams of the mothers who chose to do the right thing. Damn it to hell, that felt good. <laughs> Please don't use my name. Well, I fucked that up. Yeah, well. I'll, I'll send you a card. I, I just thought that was an extraordinary uh, piece, and no one has really said much about that that I've not heard or heard discussed, so I, um, um, that was the reason I wanted to read it, especially on Mother's Day. This is from Tuple McGuy. If, if, is that really your name? Because if that's your name, that is really, that's a winner. Single-ply toilet paper. Why does it even exist? This is from Luke F. Let me start by saying uh, uh, I'm I'm in the audience tonight in Greensburg with my wife as we came to the show to celebrate my 29th birthday. Introducing my wife to your comedy in preparation for the show, I was explaining how I've been a huge fan of yours since my early formative teenage years and how easily I connect to your unique portrayal of cynicism and crankiness that I've felt most of my life. My wife, having heard all of this, replied with, oh my God, Lewis Black is why you're such a crusty old asshole. <laughs> Now, I openly admit I can be a bit crotchety at times, but between growing up to the Bush presidency, going into the fucking life-sucking business of accounting, living with chronic hemorrhoids and testicular pain, oh yeah, it's not just you old folks who have issues, living in this hellhole where all it does is rain all the fucking time, <laughs> and residing in the county of choice for a fucking political rally for ducking Dr. fucking Oz and Donald Trump, they were just here Friday, Lewis. Fuck me. I think I deserve to be a bit of a goddamn grouch every once in a while. But are any of these reasons why my wife thinks I'm an asshole? No. 
She now blames my lifetime of being a fucking grumpy old man on my love of your comedy. So thank you, Lewis, for being my everlasting inspiration to be an elderly curmudgeon. Bah, humbug, and go fuck yourself. And uh, before I uh, go, I do want us to say again, uh, happy Mother's Day to all of you and all who are watching. I also want to thank you all. This is extraordinary uh, that you kept these tickets for this long. Uh, and I'm, thank you, it meant a lot. And, uh, and what you saw tonight with some clips here and there, uh, I will be doing next Sunday, and I, I really appreciate you uh, watching me go through it. This will be the special that I'm producing and that we're going to be doing uh, next Sunday. It, it'll be my next special, and it will follow uh, pretty closely to the Thanks for Risking Your Life. Together, I think they, uh, they bookend, and uh, we'll be doing that in uh, uh, Hunting in Long Island in uh, the Paramount Theater. And so thanks for, uh, thanks for all your feedback tonight. I end with this because it takes us out of all of the, uh, the pain and frustration of, 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 that we all feel and takes us into another realm with someone who's dealing with something that, that, that luckily we don't have to deal with. This is Lynn Rosen. The reason for my submission is to give you an update on a rant I previously sent in concerning our son's lack of interest in showering and the horrific smelling hygiene products he was using that left him smelling like a wet male muskox in heat. <laughs> you were kind enough to read my rant during episode 31 of your Rantcast, and what's really fucking sick is I remember that. <laughs> the offending body wash and shampoo have been safely removed from our home. Upon their removal, we were shocked as shit that the products were apparently for wild animals because the bottles had pictures of timber wolves and bears on them. Who knew that the Pittsburgh Regional Target sold personal hygiene products for carnivores from our great vast forests and plains? Our son was tasked with picking out new shampoo and body wash, and you know what we found out? That the Targets in our area also sell personal hygiene products for mythical aquatic beasts. That's right, Lewis, I shit you not, because now his bath products have a picture of a fucking Kraken on them. I've yet to detect any sort of offensive odor after he showers, like of seaweed or rotting fish. Or perhaps the answer is much simpler. My olfactory sensors no longer work after the previous drama from the fucking timber wolves and bears. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Take care of each other. That's what really counts. Thanks for watching. We'll see you down the road. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show the ranters, and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Aha, Lewis Black. It is produced by James Salkine. 
Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show.